Hey everybody, it's us, your best friends, O. Jeremiah, and we are talking today about the song One Room Apartment. And when Aaron and I first started doing this, uh, we, we kind of labeled O. Jeremiah the way we did. I don't think I've ever talked about this to anyone before, but I, we labeled O. Jeremiah the way that we did because Aaron was in school and I wanted to be able to set it up if people came and go, came and went, <laughs> it wouldn't matter because the Jeremiah part would always be the same. And I didn't know if Aaron was going to go off and be in symphonies and in orchestras whenever we met. So I named it this way in case she wasn't always in the picture because I used to go on solo tours and stuff. But to clarify, branding it with just you as the face of it. Yeah, is what you're trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say, and uh, I'm doing not doing a very good job of it. But um, the we learned pretty pretty early on after we named it this and I'd gone on a couple of solo tours that Aaron wanted to be a part of this full time and then we got married and awesome stuff. So we knew that we wanted Aaron to sing a song off of the new record because she has, you know, those pipes. And instead of writing her a really lovey-dovey song about uh, unicorns and um, just just whatever you could uh, you can imagine. We'd, I was inspired by one time whenever she was in school, she lived in an apartment right off of campus, and the place was called Hardy Manor, and she lived in it was a one one bedroom apartment, and it had so many things wrong with it. The upstairs neighbors, their full time job, like all they ever did was they jumped up and down all throughout the day. I don't know what their parents did for a living, but they never left. They just jumped up and down all throughout the night. Those two little kids, I met them one time. And we did, we did meet them one time, and they yeah, were I super did. cute. They're really sweet because their fire alarm went off, and I heard them up there, so I was like, what's going on? So I went to go see what was going on to make sure they were okay, and they were just cooking intensely. And the little kids answered the door, and I was like, hey, is your mom there? And they just kind of looked at me strange. But they were nice. It, they did jump an ex, like an excessive amount. And then her next-door neighbors uh, would play Call of Duty, and they had those big, uh, huge, bassy speakers, and they didn't plug in the cool gaming head. Like, it was loud all the time. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they smoked recreational plants. They smoked pot, and they would go in the bathroom and do it, and then they would suck up the, the smells with the air vent in the bathroom, and for some reason our vents were connected to each other. Because I would smell every single time that they would do that. So, like, one time I remember being woken up at, like, 3 a.m. by the smell, and I, like, ran out of my apartment because I could hardly breathe. Yeah, it was... It was disgusting. It was pretty intense. And then um, across the street from her apartment was where the marching band at the University of Southern Mississippi would rehearse or practice whatever marching bands do. And it was comically loud. I don't know what acoustic... um, was miracle cool. was being performed, but it sounded like all of the brass instruments were directly outside of her Oh, apartment. but outside of that, do you remember that one New Year's we spent together, New Year's Eve, and we didn't have any plans, we just hung out in the apartment, and then at midnight we were like, well, what are we going to do? I guess just like be like, woohoo, it's midnight, um, happy New Year, but as soon, like one minute before midnight, we heard... Like, all of the fireworks ever in Hattiesburg, Mississippi go off because the big buildings on campus were, like, echoing them. 
And so we ran out of the apartment and just ran around campus. We couldn't see any fireworks, but we heard them. Yeah. It's, and that was super cool. It was so strange how the, the buildings would just would just ping-pong sounds directly into her so apartment. that's how. The walls would shake when they would rehearse. Right. It was really cool. Oh, and one time, Jeremiah, speaking of solo tour, you were on one of your solo tours, and I had, like, the worst night ever because I'm, like, petrified of tornadoes. And the, because I was directly on campus, pretty much, I could hear the tornado sirens super, super loud. And um, I heard them go off, and I was by myself, so I was freaking out. And so I immediately thought that the tornado was, like, directly on top of me. And I only had 1% battery on my phone, but I was able to text Jeremiah what was going on, and he was literally just like, what do you want me to do about it? So I um, didn't want to be by myself, so I thought it was right next to me, so I ran to my neighbor's, and no one was there, so I went to the next door down to people I've never met before, and it was a really sweet family, and I was like, hey, you guys, I I live at the end of this little, this little hall thingy. Can I sit here during the tornado? I'm really scared. And they were like, yeah, sure. And so we sat there, and we didn't talk. It was really weird. But then my friend Camila let me come over and stay with her because I, d- I realized I had time to actually drive somewhere. At, at the moment of siren sounds, I thought I was in immediate danger, and I thought I was going to be sucked up for life. I feel like you should land this plane. Oh, I was fine. <laughs> no, but obviously. But Camila, she called me, and she was like, Aaron, what are you doing right now? And I was like, I'm freaking out. And she was like, you need to come over here. You can just stay the night at my place. So I was like, fantastic. Problem solved. And she was, I get to her place, and she was like, where's your backpack? And I was like, what backpack? She's like, Aaron, anytime there's tornadoes, you have to pack your backpack with your passport, your license, an extra pair of underwear. Where's your violin? Where's all your important documents? And she was freaking out for me, but all I had was myself. Okay, so that's her apartment. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just a lot of memories there. <laughs> yeah, so it it was actually a really cool uh, defining chapter of our lives because that was a very special place to us. It was the first time Aaron had ever lived on her own. Whenever Aaron would go to class, I would get a key to her apartment and I would go and I would write songs in her apartment. And one day, all these things that we're describing to you kind of um, manifested themselves at the same time. So we were, I was in this apartment and the upstairs neighbors were jumping magnificently. The the marching band, it sounded like just the black parade. Uh, and then you had uh, the guy playing video games. It was just like, it was just chaos. And that's how the song was born. I sat there and I wrote the whole song in one sitting. And as soon as Aaron got back, I told her, hey, I, I wrote a song for you. And she was expecting me to like sing her a love song, but it was this weird song about her apartment. And she said, oh, oh okay. And that's, that's how this song was born. The way I like how our producer made this one come to life was that there's a bunch of unusual sounds on this song that we hadn't really explored yet. Like the weird drum beat that was in there and then that weird little clink. What was that instrument that only had a certain amount of notes that he played? Oh, so that's called a tongue drum. And yeah, the tongue the, drum. It's a wooden box that has different notes around the box. Yeah. And he detuned it to where it fit into the key, because it was in the key of, I think, C. C, and he had to go to B-flat, yeah. And this song is in B-flat. Yeah, um, it, was, it was... And um, the whenever he would detune it, it, it fit the key of the song, and it just sounds like this crazy 
otherworldly instrument, and we we love that. And he told us later that that's one of his favorite sounds that he's ever recorded. Sam Kassir is who I'm talking about. And we also, one of my favorite moments on the entire record is the very last chorus where the string quartet comes in. It was just a very special moment for everyone involved because like we kind of piece those ideas There's together. There's only two people involved. <laughs> the, but the, that moment is like really, really special in that um, we were all kind of like, it was one of those things that whenever it's so right that there's no words at the end of it, you just kind of appreciate what just happened. And it's it's really, really special to us. And that song... Um, Don't you think the noises in it are symbolic of like sounds that you can't really identify, which was like kind of the essence of living in that apartment? Yeah, like if you listen to the second verse, whenever uh, uh, she's talking about a doorbell ringing, the piano is ringing a doorbell and that kind of stuff. There's a lot of... There's a lot of cool um, word painting or music painting, whatever that term is called. We oh, both went to yeah, college. I forgot what that means. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't matter. Anyway. I like the end of the quartet thing was cool. Yeah. It was just me though. That's just one violin. Right. It's just her and Sam kind of like pieced these songs together, but we were all in the room kind of celebrating together because it was perfect. But this is uh, this is the next song on the album. It's called One Room Apartment.
Change my soul.